<laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And today we are going to bring you another two-parter. Uh, part two will be featuring some special guests um, pertaining to this case. <laughs> I don't know if we should give it away now. I guess it doesn't really matter. I think it was fine the way you approached it. Just keep it open-ended. <laughs> get the point. So, you know, come back for part two. Some people who are involved or directly linked to this case uh, will be present and we can get, you know, we can get some perspective from someone who's involved. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, but I know before we dive into this, Cindy and I <laughs> have some true crime news we wanted to talk about. And I teased her with mine. But do you have anything you want to talk about first specifically? Or do you just want to hear mine off rip? <laughs> so I have a little like news story too that I've been seeing. I guess I'll go first because you really okay. talk to yours up like it's going to be wild. Um, I think it's wild. I hope you're invested, but I, I think it's wild. Definitely be invested. But I had seen this, like, earlier, I want to say last week, and it was something that I had seen, like, in the morning. Uh, usually I wake up at, like, 6, scroll my phone, and then, but I'm still, like, half asleep. So sometimes the articles, like, click with me that I'm like, oh, I need <laughs> to send this to Peyton, or, like, I need to do something with this. And then other times I feel like I'm half asleep, and I'm like, this is wild. I'm going to look it up later. And then I forget, like, <laughs> major details of Story it. Sorry in my life. <laughs> can't look it up. So I had seen this like probably late last week or like early this. No, it's still pretty early this week. So it had to have been like late last week. I feel like, I, is it early? Uh, never mind. Just ignore me. I don't. I don't know. Time I don't is, know. Time is just cyclical to me, and, and none of it makes sense anymore. Uh, and it's only gonna get worse. So that's fun. <laughs> Agreed. But so I saw this 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 guy. Um, his name is Jeremy Pauly, and he's paying, f- or he paid $4,000 for human body, bar- body parts that he got through Facebook Messenger. Did you see anything what? about this? Yes. No. Okay. So he, I'll have to send you the post afterwards, but like he basically got like ordered body parts through like a marketplace on Facebook from someone who was an employee at a morgue that stole I'm body so parts that were like intended for science so basically these body parts were supposed to go to i think it was like arkansas or mississippi like their you know university and the body parts were supposed to go there for science this employee took the body parts and is selling them on facebook and this guy like they got intercepted like, the FBI or whoever ended up being able to get the package. But he was, like, buying all this crazy shit on the Facebook Messenger. I didn't even know that people, like, have you ever seen anyone post, like, body parts on there? Like, how the fuck do you even know? I and feel the pic- like this doesn't happen in real life. This only happens in, like, movies and shows. <laughs> in the pictures, like, that he posted, like, or there was, like, screenshots of, like, different pictures that were, like, on this guy's Facebook and whatnot. And it made it seem like this. they flat out posted, like, a leg. And were like, hey, does anybody want to buy this? And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you'd think that people would be like, uh, 
What? Also, you're going to just openly do something illegal and shady using Facebook Marketplace. It's linked to your real Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. He said he was like a a person that collected like oddities or something. And I was like, fucking body parts are not oddities. Like, what? No, that's morbid. It's really (laughs) wild. I'll have to send you the link because the guy has like very distinct, you know, face. He's got like some studs sticking out of his head and like some tattoos on his face and but definitely saw him at about 6 a.m the other day and was like this is fucked up and then i saw it again yesterday and was like this is the thing this is the same thing that really stresses me out um i've never heard that and it literally only happens in shows i feel like or movies no it it Um, happens it happens in real life apparently apparently it's happening i want to know what's going to happen like with it though like realistically same where can you go from there i i've got nothing (laughs) i've literally got nothing i don't know (laughs) uh that's all i have on that so sorry folks hopefully the love the first you know five seven minutes of that episode the audio isn't awful to listen to thanks to me and my malfunction <laughs> uh, what you missed is the last like 10 15 minutes of me panicking and trying to figure out what the hell was going wrong but here we are uh hopefully this sounds good for a temporary fix and <laughs> i don't hear uh, the booming noise so we're good and i hopefully don't sound super far away and i can actually hear you now sid so <laughs> that's good <laughs> I'm not whispering anymore. <laughs> that That's good. Uh, well, I have some true crime news that is recent. Uh, we're working a little in advance, but as of, you know, August 2022, so this month while we're recording, it'll be late in a couple weeks, I think this episode comes out, but Three men have officially been charged for the 2018 murder of James Whitey Bulger. Do you know who Whitey Bulger was, Sid? I don't, but I feel like I've... So I know I've heard that name, but I can't picture a face with it. Or, like, the background story of what happened. (laughs) So Whitey was an organized crime boss. Uh, He led what they called the Winter Hill Gang in Somerville, Massachusetts. So, like, right outside of Boston. Super famous in the Boston area. He actually (laughs) famously was an FBI informant who continued to do a bunch of shady shit and, like, (laughs) call hits and, like, (laughs) do all this stuff while working as an FBI informant. And basically was feeding, like, stuff to the FBI that took down other people, but not, like, him and his crew. Uh, An FBI agent basically tipped off Whitey in 1994 that he was going to be facing RICO charges and they were coming after him. So he fled. And he wasn't arrested until 2011. So he was on the run for like 15, 16 years. Holy shit. When he finally was caught, he was tried for 19 murders. (laughs) And uh, yeah, let's see. I think 
he was definitely on FBI 10 most wanted list. His charges were racketeering, 19 counts of murder, conspiracy to commit murder, extortion, conspiracy to commit extortion, narcotics distribution, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. (laughs) Uh, He received two life sentences plus five years. So that was fun. That was fun. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was fun. So Whitey infamously was caught, right? And he was an old man by the time he was caught. He had to have been. He had to have been because he was born in 1929. Jesus fucking (laughs) Christ. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? September 3rd, 1929. He was born James Joseph Bulger Jr. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on him because he's so fascinating he was 81 when he was caught in 2011 that's what i was gonna say i was like i could i was you know just picturing like an older like a young grandpa maybe (laughs) but i I was not 1929 what the fuck no uh yeah he was actually found guilty on 31 counts including (laughs) to be involved in 11 murders so he's a wild one Apparently. Uh, he had lived in several prison facilities. And in October of 2018, he was transferred to Brucetown Mills, Virginia, the U.S. Penitent- penitentiary known as Hazleton. He was actually transferred on the evening of October 29th, 2018. The next morning, the 30th, the cell doors would be opened at 6 a.m. for inmates to roam free. And not long after, video footage caught three men entering Whitey's cell and leaving seven minutes later. Uh, just over two hours later, guards would find Whitey dead, beaten to a point of almost being unrecognizable. The crime happened outside of the security camera's pur- purview. It was with a sock with a padlock in it he was beaten with. And that happened in 2018. And so they actually, as of this month, have officially charged and indicted three men for his murder. Prison's wild. Fucking wild. He was 89 when he was beaten to death. And just for the record, the night before, he was literally brought into the prison in a wheelchair. Like, he... (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Hey, just because he's in a wheelchair, though, I mean, words still hurt people, and those prison people are wild. So I'm sure he came in saying some shit, and they were like, fuck this dude. So I saw on his questionnaire information for intake, it was basically like, is there any reason you should be secluded from the general population? He should have answered yes, (laughs) because he was a former FBI informant. That's true, too. He said no. Uh, The three men (laughs) who are charged wait the three men who are charged are i can't even say the names photo photius f-o-t-i-o-s he goes by freddie freddie geese 55 it's a very like italian name paul paulie j (laughs) de col guerrero (laughs) i can't even say him i swear i listened to the thing like six times 48, there, I'm going to call him Freddie and Polly, 55 and 48, and then Sean McKinnon, who was 36. <laughs> they were all charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, 
And Freddie and Polly were also charged with aiding and abetting first-degree murder as well as, as well as assault, resulting in serious bodily injury. Uh, <laughs> Freddie was known as, in quotes, a mafia killer who also, Ooh. in quotes in the article, hated rats. Apparently, after his murder, Freddie was one of two inmates who were put into solitary confinement, like, immediately. So, he was suspected by prison guards right away. He had also been, he's also been charged with the murder of a federal inmate. So, they actually are charging him with several things, including the murder. And fun fact, he was already serving a life sentence for two murders, including the murder in 2003 of Mafia head Adolfo Big Al Bruno in Springfield, Massachusetts. Wild. Yeah. Supposedly, five hours before Whitey was even transferred to the prison, McKinnon was on a recorded phone call with his mother and had mentioned that Whitey was... Whitey Bulger was coming to the prison. His mom, like, warned him to stay away from him. He basically said, I can't. And then said, everyone in my cell block knows he's coming. And so it's being investigated because no one was supposed to know he was being transferred. He, Mm. like, literally was transferred and transported in, like, late that evening. So (laughs) there's literally no reason someone should have even known he was there. Prison guards, though, man. Yes. That's probably exactly what it was. Somebody got word. Like a whole gossip trail around there. It's like a fucking high school, I feel like. Literally. And I know that's not like super exciting since you didn't really (laughs) know who Whitey is. No, but it is. I'm going to look into him more because I definitely know the name. I guess I just don't know exactly how I know it. But that's that's good. So I I guess there's a movie... Like, based on him or, like, where he just is, like, referenced? Based on him. Okay. Characters based on Whitey Bulger. <laughs> um, if you ever saw The Departed. <laughs> yes. Uh, the guy who's... Ja- Frank Costello, who's played by Jack Nicholson, is, like, loosely based off of him. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess in Ray Donovan, there's a character based off of him. There is a character in Blacklist based off of him <laughs> and in Ghost. <laughs> Ooh. So there's a lot of them. Uh, there is a documentary, Whitey, United States of America versus James J. Bolger. Okay. And then there's a movie called Black Mass that is about him and Johnny Depp plays Whitey Bolger. I feel like I've seen that. So maybe that's what it's from. Because that sounds super familiar. I'm gonna have I to haven't look. I haven't seen it, so I didn't know, but I saw that Johnny Depp played him and I was like, oh interesting. Maybe I'll add him to my list to cover because I do have some like other <laughs> mobsters to cover that eventually that I think would be fun. Uh yes. I love a good organized we love crime. Some, yeah, I was gonna say we love organized crime here. Literally, like, my favorite topic, I think. (laughs) I just actually added it to the list. So maybe we'll cover him more in depth later. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's all my true crime news uh, that I had. Sorry for the long rant. I just gave you all a quick background on who he was. And I. it's wild when you see these cases and you see, like, people actually 
are being charged for it because I figured they kind of write it off. I feel like I want to say nine times out of ten, but I would say it's more like eight times out of ten that most like those do get written off like a lot of those huge things where it's like you never hear another thing about it exactly and it's just done (laughs) yep it's literally it end of the story nothing else is ever heard and if they're even looking into it or investigating or whatever they never tell us it's just silence crickets nothing exactly well, I'm sorry for my long rant. <laughs> I love but a good rant. <laughs> on the true crime news. Uh, I will let us dive into this case now, I guess. Yes. On August 31st of 2020, deputies were called to a home in Winston, California for an unresponsive female. Just so, you know, we got to point out the geography and everything. Winston, California is in Merced County, which is about two hours from San Francisco. And it had a reported population of 11,619 in 2020. So it's not a huge place, especially being in the state of California, where I feel like there's 7 million people that, more than 7 million. How many people live in California? 50 billion 200 i don't know like a lot of fucking people live in california so i feel like eleven thousand is nothing is what i'm getting at 39.54 million as of the 2020 census a lot of fucking people okay so eleven thousand is nothing i just want to point that out when the officers arrived at the scene they found a 41 year old tammy ballow dead inside her room they had also discovered that her vehicle a blue 2005 lexus ES-300 was nowhere to be found. It was discovered rather quickly that Tammy was with 34-year-old George Louis Louis Martinez earlier that day, but that he was also nowhere to be found. I'll just insert it here and say uh, I also have seen George and Jorge, so I don't know which one is correct and maybe moving forward we'll just say martinez for this part yeah i think moving forward i think that's the only time i actually said his name and i'm not 100 percent positive i think afterwards it's all martinez because i was like mm. yeah i was gonna say i i wasn't 100 percent sold and i i think it's jorge but i also saw george in articles so now i don't know it all depends on who pronounces it correct <laughs> So, due to the suspicious death, the Merced County Sheriff's Office had asked the public for help in finding the vehicle and Martinez rather quickly. Um, they had posted and they mentioned right away that the cause of death was still pending. But after processing the scene, they were able to obtain a homicide warrant. So, it was rather obvious at this scene that it was a suspicious death. A few days later, on September 4th, 2020, Martinez was found in Livingston, California, where he was arrested and booked for homicide. Livingston's about 10 minutes from Winston, where the murder had occurred, and Tammy's car was found by investigators in Fresno, which is about an hour away. Basically, this is where all the news reports and articles stop. Um, there's literally, I don't know if you found anything else, like literally literally nothing nothing. else. 
after he is actually arrested, I did see, like you said, it, it was less than a week later. And I actually saw he was arrested on suspicion of first degree murder and disregarding safety slash evading an officer. They said originally his bail was set at one million and fifty dollars. Oh wait, one million fifty thousand dollars. Uh, and then I did Definitely see hefty. he had been yes. So it was a high, very high bond bail set. And then I also saw he was. Uh, released from jail only a few months before that in April after serving time for drug and burglary charges. Okay. So he did have an extensive record prior to this as well. Yes, he definitely did have a pretty extensive record. Um, And there was a lot of other things, which we'll probably talk about in a second. But so we had received a message in July of 2020 from one of Tammy's 2022. 2022. Sorry, I'm I'm caught on 2020 now. Um, <laughs> asking to share a post regarding Martinez to get the word out on the lack of charges, and then just like the number of things that he had gotten away with. So if you follow us on social media, um, one of our pinned posts that I have on Instagram is actually of some photos of Tammy, and then the last picture is of that shared post that they asked us to share um, of Martinez, and then it's a bunch of charges that basically came up once he got arrested. Um, The whole reason behind sharing this, they wanted to continue to keep Tammy's memory alive and keep her murderer right where he is. Um, We'll get into a little bit more of what that is, but when Tammy's sister, Tony, had reached out, Um, She also kind of filled in some of those unknowns on the case that can't really be found by a simple internet search. So we're going to fill in some of those now. Yes, because I will say that was something Cindy and I talked about is it's kind of like there it's just kind of like a blank space. Like there's only certain uh, like information out there. It's literally I would say by Googling either of their names or, like, looking at articles of either of their names, it's that she was murdered and that he killed her. And, like, there's nothing of, like, what detailed in that day. You knew right away that he was the suspect, but, like, there was no reason as to why he became the suspect. I think I read in two... I think I read on the the post that the, they had, like, the actual county sheriff's had, and then in one or two articles where they confirmed that he was with her earlier in the day, but it didn't say like to what extent anything had happened, which I found was pretty interesting that it was so hush hush. So Martinez reportedly had strangled Tammy while they were having sex and then had never called 911. He left her in the room and then basically continued about his day. Um, It was said that he talked to her 15-year-old son for basically hours and even took her son and a roommate to the store in Tammy's car and then just left them there um, to where the the son and this roommate had to find their own way home and then came home to not be able to get into Tammy's room and ended up calling 911. He ended up turning himself in four days later after he wrecked the car and then had attempted to steal another one. So he was charged with involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to seven years and three months. 
he is eligible for parole in September of 2023 and released in September of 2024. So, kind of, I mean, those plea deals, you really get, can get away with murder, apparently. So, and this is why it was brought to our attention. Uh, Tammy's family, I believe it was, it was two of her sisters, right? So, originally, the people, it was a sister, and then the mom was the one, they were the ones that were sharing the posts, or, like, sent us okay. the posts. Um, but, basically... So, and we've been, we were sent the posts, and basically, you know, they were trying to get this information out. Unfortunately, what has happened in this situation is, literally, this man was being charged, and I, that's why I found that set what his set bail was originally and wanted to include it because it seems like initially he was being charged with first degree murder, had a high bail set. And now we're in a situation where he took a plea deal and the family really was not consulted at all. And they feel like Tammy has had zero justice. Like, yes, the man is behind bars and was arrested, but he literally just got a slap on the wrist. And and that's where we're kind of at. And they're pushing to figure out what else we can do, make sure at least he's not up for when he's up for parole next year. I mean, it's kind of a fucked up situation because you hear stories where like, you know, prosecutors consult the family and explain like, hey, you know, this is the plea deal on the table. They weren't consulted. And from my understanding, and it was just like, hey, this is what's happening. And they yeah. they don't really know why. Yeah. So the big thing right now, too, is so he has additional charges. Um, so he's awaiting trial like on different charges currently. I think that it's set for like er- it was originally for August, like, early August, and now I think it's set towards, like, the end of August, so, like, it'd be early next week based on when we're recording. Um, so the the real push on, like, sharing that post was them hoping, like, that they can get these other charges, like, to keep him in prison, more or less, like, that he's Correct. not going to get out and of that there. hopefully, you know, the prosecutor on those cases and those charges won't just take like a plea deal and settle they they want him held accountable Mm -hmm, absolutely which somebody needs to be held accountable in this situation and so i kind of teased a little bit about it in the beginning but uh obviously we'll be talking with some of our family and i think it's really important that we understand too you know their perspective and what Mm -hmm. we can do as like a call for action But before we speak to them, you know, I found a couple articles where it talked about who Tammy was. I found her memorial page. And so she was a mother to four boys and a little four-year-old girl, it said. Uh, Her ex, the father of the four-year-old, had actually described her as a really extremely loving mother. And... By friends and family, she was described as energetic, outgoing, and a firecracker. I mean, even the pictures we posted of her on Instagram, you can just see she's just, like, so fun-loving. And I don't know. I just, It's just, to me, it seems 
sad. It's one of those cases where there's not a lot of information out there and there hasn't really been any coverage on it. And unfortunately, there are hundreds of thousands of cases like that. And you know, so if we can tell many. Tammy's story, we can speak with her family and we can share that information with you and we can, you know, maybe help hold this man accountable a little more than what has happened already. Because obviously this is a set deal. It's a plea deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no real negotiation there. It's already been decided. Correct. So it is very unfortunate. I think it's very sad when a prosecutor, like your job isn't just to get convictions. It's you're, you're part of just like a detective or an investigator. It's to help get some sort of justice and bring closure to families when you have that ability to. And it just doesn't feel like that was done here at all. That's a good way of putting it. And I feel, I feel like it's just, this is one case out of millions where this is probably happening, which is Correct. terrible and like extremely unfortunate to say. So keep sharing, keep reposting and getting the sh- getting as much information out there about Tammy. That's really all we could do at this point. And yeah, that's a hundred percent our goal. I think that's really all we have right now. Right. And then the big part of everything else will be our part two. When we speak with the family, our call for action. I know it's like a shorter episode just because we don't have a ton of information. I know like Sid also (laughs) talked about beforehand, you know, we were giving some information, like some more additional information from the family. And we just want to be sure that whatever we share is something that they're comfortable with as well. Yeah. So, you know, we'll definitely be asking some questions and they're in, they're active on our social media pages too. So even after these episodes air, we'll keep sharing this information. If you as listeners have questions or, you know, what we can do as a call to action, we'll make sure we get that information out so we can make sure we're using our platform to do something. Absolutely. That's Kind of what we were hoping to use the platform for originally. We just didn't know that it was going to happen like this. Correct. (laughs) And that's a big reason why Sid and I have talked about we like covering cases that maybe there aren't a ton of information in or you haven't heard the same case covered 17 times in a podcast or, Mm -hmm. you know, we want that information out there for people who might not have heard it. And especially if we can do something. Exactly. Very, very well worded. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And I guess on a lighter note, do you want to finish with a joke and a fact? I don't know if we were doing that. Oh, we're doing that. Okay. I figured we needed a lighter note after we're going to get super heavy. So. Yes. What do you want first? Let's do fact first. Cilantro is at least 5,000 years old. The seeds from cilantro cilantro have been found in Egyptian tombs. That is wild. I I wonder if ancient Egyptians had a taste bud issue where they also (laughs) didn't like cilantro. I (laughs) I do not like cilantro at all. Oh my god. Does it taste like soap to you or do you just not like it? So I think... I used to work at this bar, and I feel like anytime the cook made tacos, it was like, here's a pile of cilantro for you. And it wasn't like a normal amount. 
And so, like, I don't remember hating it before that, but I think, like, I had but too much of it. But after you ate, yeah, so much. <laughs> yeah, I had too much of it. Like, the taco to cilantro ratio was not it. And then I would say within the past, like, maybe, because this was probably five years ago, but now, like, if I even have something, if I ask for something without cilantro and there's, like, a little bit in it, I can, like, taste it, like, right away. Like, instantly, I'm like, there's fucking cilantro in here, god damn it. So, I don't know what it was, if it's just, Interesting. like, a taste that I don't like anymore. I don't think it tastes like soap. It's just not good. They like, say that just... they have, like, there's that gene where it tastes like soap to people. I don't think Something. it tastes like, I it's just, it's weird. It's almost like I too... like cilantro. Yuck. Yuck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like gagging over here. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Hit me with your joke. <laughs> with your joke. <laughs> what do tacos do while drinking coffee? What? They read the pepper. Oh my god. I didn't think you would like that one. It was okay. I really didn't. I wouldn't say it's my favorite by any any means, but... I saw you yesterday, and I was like, this'll do. And I was like, Peyton's <laughs> not gonna like this one. I mean, I'm not necessarily the one you have to impress. It's our listeners, so maybe they'll like it. <laughs> Alright, let me know if you like the joke, guys. Let me know. <laughs> Let's hope so. In the meantime, folks, keep an eye on our social media pages. Uh, We absolutely, like I said, well, like we both said, we'll be coming out with a part two to talk to Tammy's family and get their perspective. We have, I think, another guest episode we'll be doing eventually here soon. Uh, We're just, we're trying to get you as much content uh, as possible and record in advance as much as possible because, you know, little babies coming here soon so <laughs> and then we're gonna have some problems well not if we're stockpiling it's very hard for me to time manage though like giving true crime news it's That's true, very strange then, then by the time that some of these come out i mean i guess it is what it is but like it yeah it's maybe they never heard of them still at that point or maybe That's it's true I guess it depends on who who it is. Some people probably have if you're super invested in true crime. But I bet you there's still a handful of listeners, and you can let us know if you've never, you know, we talk about these things, and you're like, I never even heard of that. So, like, it's still interesting. This is know. true. Cause I feel yeah, like- well, let us know on social media or keep an eye on it for any other fun stuff we have coming up for everyone. Yes. Uh, our Facebook is Tacos and Tequila Podcast. Instagram is just tacos and tequila. We also have a website, tacosandtequilapodcast.com. Has links to all our episodes with sources and all that good stuff. Any calls to action, you can also find that and information on each episode. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a rating or review. Help us get noticed. Let us know what you like. And it's just really cool overall. Agreed. It is very cool to see and hear the feedback. Greatly appreciated. And uh, positive feedback makes our day. Truly. It really does. (laughs) Well, folks, uh, I guess we will talk to you soon then. 
Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.